0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact and that's a independent fact. independent fact checking and corrections are encouraged. We got a cup coffee
1: in here please.
0: It is. It is damn good coffee, and it is hot, um, but that's not enough for a Tuesday morning. Tuesdays are the toughest days. I keep saying that. Nobody believes me. Um, good morning, folks. <laughs> it's October 25th. Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. There's a lot of teasing in that. Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. How you doing? Are you ready for Tuesday. Still shitty weather here in New York, Long Island, New York, where the dog resides. I can't turn this freaking thing off. Too many clicks. I think it's off. Anyway, I'm uh, unprepared, as usual. Um, <laughs> sniffling because of uh, I had the heat on for a little bit, and the heat makes me sneeze. That's my complaint for today. Okay, have a good day. Goodbye um that's it folks um i don't really i'm unprepared i have nothing to talk about here today absolutely nothing well that's not true i always have something on my little brain and one of the things i had yesterday and today my i might be going back to regular time tomorrow because today might be the end of my association with the studio uh because i got to the studio yesterday And there was a form on my desk. And the form was a success planner by the uh, John Maxwell, um, Christian Tony Robbins wannabe. And it was there for me to fill out my my plan for success. And I was like, no. Uh, And my first reaction was, oh, fucking no. And uh, there's a kid who's a, a video editor there, and he just laughed. He said, "Well, just don't do it." I said, "Fuck that! Just don't do it. I have to make a statement here." I wiped it on my ass uh, <laughs> in front of the guy, and I said, "Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting indoctrinated. I'm not having any part of this. And if uh, you insist that I do, I'll walk right now. If you want my fucking help, this goes away, and you never mention it to me again." I am uh, vehemently opposed to indoctrination. I'm vehemently opposed to anybody who thinks they can wrestle me into mind-think, group-think, mind-think, group-think, you know, be part of a cult. And it is part of a cult. If The minute you start going down somebody else's vision of how to how to live your life, how to be successful. You are in a fucking cult, and I am not having any part of that. Um, somebody's in the chat room. Let me go see who that is and say hello. Oh, good morning. Uh, uh, Becky, it's good to see you. Uh, you were mentioned, uh, by Jay Whitecotton at the end of the special day. I thought that was very nice. Um, so anyway, this, uh, I don't even want to mention his name and I shouldn't mention his name because then it might be getting into liabilities and all that stuff. Um but the guy I think he means well. And he has almost everybody at the studio already corralled into his um into his group think, his mind think type of um his John Maxwell indoctrination. And listen, uh, you know what? Even if I were inclined for groupthink, the last thing I I need is a uh, out-of-church Christian (laughs) indoctrination on top of that. And I, I believe that has no place in the business world. You know, separation of church and state, separation of business and church. Uh, you don't bring your religion into, especially the creative arts. I mean, if you if you are form your business with like minded people and it's going to be a Christian organization, go for it. I have no problem. I'm not going to be involved with you then. It's just I'm not going to do it. Don't ask for my help. Recruit me onto the team. Ask me for uh, guidance and assistance in in your product, and then a month and a half in. Oh, by the way, we're all uh, drinking Kool Aid around here, and you have to drink Kool Aid. So we'll find out today. I might, uh, I might be back at regular hours tomorrow because, this, and I hate to burn bridges. I hate to burn bridges, but if if somebody asks me to take part in this thing as being part of a project, fuck you, man. I don't need it. I just don't need it. That's that's part of. Um, the freedom <laughs> of the life I live, I guess, uh, you know, some people, uh, some people in a job who are faced with that, who absolutely have to have a job and get stuck with that ultimatum and they can't afford to lose a paycheck, they have to swallow their pride and go down the, here's your success planner and we're going to talk about your goals. You know what my goals are? At this point in my life, my goal is to live through today. Seriously. I want to get through today. Uh, I want to have fun today. I want to play some music today. I want to get high today. Those are my goals at this point in life. I've done all my living. I'm a fucking old man. And there is nothing I'm planning for the future. And I, even if I were young, I doubt I'd be planning for the future in this world that we live in today. I, I hate to be a downer, but <laughs> there's not a whole lot of uh, foresight uh, required in, in today's world. If you look, you listen to the news, you listen to any any kind of, and listen. I don't listen to mainstream news. You people know that. I don't even fucking have a television. Excuse me. Fucking. Sneezy running those bullshit um but i do know that we are at a a really tough place here on planet earth uh it, you know as far as politically uh what's going on between you know we're always in a constant state of war. we have as i mentioned yesterday and this is getting no news coverage whatsoever we have a uh the 101st Airborne United States military on the Ukraine border. Like, we want to get involved in that war. And people just talking about our involvement with money and all that stuff, arguing about that stuff. Fuck troops on the ground. If Ukraine can't win the war on their own, they shouldn't win the war. I, I Listen, I hate Russia. But if Ukraine can't win a war on their own, without united states soldiers on the ground fuck that i am tired sick and tired of the united states feeling like they have to be the police of the world and go and get involved in every fucking skirmish and one american dies for that fucking cause i uh i just have to fucking turn my back on this country i have to I'm fucking sick of getting involved in wars. Speaking of that, last night on my program, Patrick Greenwood, author, who was uh, a military guy, retired from the military, got into IT for a while, and uh, became an author. Uh, and became a vo- an author after visiting Vietnam. Now, he's he's a guy from my, my era. He's not quite as old as me. Uh, he was 11 years old when Saigon fell. But he remembers it. He remembers listening to the reports of it on the radio, uh, which is surprising to me. For to see an eleven-year-old kid with a transistor—just a picture of a eleven-year-old uh, kid with a transistor radio listening to the news about America losing a war uh, and how that might affect it. Obviously, he enlisted in the military during the Reagan years, uh, so it affected him in at least that way. Um. So, uh, you know we were talking about Vietnam and Vietnam. If you know anything about me at all, Vietnam is something I'm obsessed with, fascinated by, um, haunted by to some extent to the fact that we never, ever learned the lessons of that war and the tragic mistakes that we made. And some people just want to keep repeating them. And so putting, troops on the ground near ukraine is that and uh i'm not going to get too much too heavily into politics but the idea The we talked a lot about the vietnam war last night and we talked a lot about vietnam and the incredible you know talk about religion and stuff the incredible forgiveness of the vietnam people listen if i think about this for a second how small that country is, and how big the United States, China, and Russia are, and we were all involved in their country being at war. I mean, the United States, Russia, and China uh, were all involved in a civil war in a very small country that none of us had any business being in. And it was all about resources. It's all about... um, at the time it was about rubber rubber was a big resource that we were getting out of vietnam believe it or not and we we talk about communism and all of this. it was about the natural resources they had over there and so we these three gigantic nations come in and they invade your country for all intents and purposes uh during your civil war and they take sides and Two million or more more two million is the conservative estimate of your people die at the hands of the United States, China, or Russia in some China and Russia to not necessarily troops on the ground but uh p- supplying people who killing people in Vietnam. more than two mil- million Vietnamese died in that war. And they hold no grudge against us. In fact, they are uh they're delightful. <laughs> There's no other word for it. When when you meet people in Vietnam, my my ex- expectation is that, oh, you know, motherfuckers that came over here and killed everybody. Why why you know? But no, they are very sweet and forgiving en masse like almost the entire nation is that way and what makes them that way well probably a lot of conditioning over uh, 200 years of people occupying their land for resources and all they wanted to do all uh ho g man (laughs) wanted to do was reunite his country it just and he was um, uh, started out as a student of the American Revolution and wanted what America had, independence. That's all he wanted for his country. And he wanted one country, a unified country. We never got that. We, the fact that we have no business getting involved in other people's wars. And again, it, the fact that we never got it comes down to the, we don't address that it was all about resources. They want to talk about it. They still want to talk about it being about stopping the spread of communism, and which is so fucking ludicrous. The fact that a tiny country around the world, the fact that they could turn communist might affect the United States, and will become communist if they do. They believe their own bullshit. They saw that as a, a meaning, a reason for getting into a war. We had no business getting into, and then they started believing their own lies. Going back to the chat room and uh, see what was over there. Uh, Becky's still there. And Kevin, good morning, Kevin. Big day, spinal pin cushion. What do you mean spinal pin cushion? Three shots today. Oh, spinal pin cushion. <laughs> Sounds like you're getting um, acupuncture. <laughs> uh becky says her sleep has been so messed up i i missed the show uh live showing of white cotton episode hey you know what it's it's always available you don't even have to watch it all at once you can watch it piecemeal uh jay was a very interesting guy and full of insight and ideas oh, excuse me beyond uh the world of comedy very uh very cool guy. Gave me a lot to think about. Still thinking about it. And getting some interesting comments on, on the show last night. Somebody who went to high school with him uh, left a comment last night or some sometime during the night about how they went to high school with him and thought he was hysterical in high school. But now they realize he's a genius. I don't know. That word's over, overused. Genius. But I think he definitely thinks on a different level than every, every most people I meet. Mean. Definitely uh, has a more introspective take on things, uh, and um, I don't know, he, he speaks with a, a a high degree of confidence that he's sure of his uh, position on things. I, I can respect that as long as it doesn't get, like, bullying in some way like you have to believe what i believe but it, you know i agreed with them for for the most part on a lot of things uh some of the points i i was a little sloppy in making uh my points about performing and giving up performing like i think i said i know i said something about suicide like if i if i weren't able to perform on a regular basis i said that I think I said this. I think I said it's the only thing that keeps me from killing myself or the only thing that keeps me from putting a gun in my mouth or something like that. And he said, well, if that's the case, you need therapy, dude. And maybe that was a sloppy way of expressing the thought. But the truth is, I live for for playing music. I I live for playing music. And if I look forward to the future anything, it's very short term, my next gig. When's my next gig? Who am I playing for? uh how big is the room what kind of uh what kind of set are we going to do that kind of stuff that's the only planning i do for the future and i can't imagine where he is right now taking off more than 2 years not playing uh, not performing for anybody and so what is that all about why cuz i can play music in my house but it's not the same it's not the same it has to uh, for me, I need the communion of a room that's a religious word, I guess, but it's it's true. I need the communion of a room that will join with us in the energy of the music, no matter what it is, whether it's singing dancing, playing along if it's original music and uh I love it when we have uh people who if they are not familiar with the music, are willing to give it a chance and listen to it, be open-minded to because that's really rare these days. Uh, but when people do know it and are supportive of it and sing along with that, there is nothing like performing creative, an original creation of your own and people getting it. It's a validation. It's a validation of your thoughts and feelings and emotions, all that stuff. Uh, and that's what I live for, and even on the cover gigs, and my most of my gigs are play 80% or 90% cover music. Most of them, majority of them, and even those, uh, just getting people the entire room on the same wavelength. Wavelength that's a nice word, that's a Mike's in word. Oh, we're we're all energy, man, we're all the same consciousness level whatever the fuck I'm talking about but just getting everybody together so we're all singing the same song we're all dancing to the same song something's very special about that and uh have the more people the more the energy grows uh Kevin's talking about his injections again three facet block injections like I know what facet block injections mean I have to look that shit up now uh with a tiny bit of steroid uh, oh I will be back um <laughs> yeah. Oh, he made you cry. Bro. Well, that's—I don't know. I, I, you know what? Speaking of playing, well, making somebody cry—even if they uh, tears of joy, happiness—it's a difficult thing for me. We—I've been there. I been yeah, you know, I was there last Sunday, performing and uh, performing the nursing home, and I played a song that made a woman. Crying, she and she. I know that she was crying because, for good reason, she was happy. But it's a little. It feels weird. It, it, it's always like I feel like I should stop. <laughs> oh, you're getting overwhelmed. Hold on, I'll change the song. That kind of stuff. Um, but I, I'm sure he'll be happy to know that. What is? Uh, I'm like that when I do karaoke because I used to be a better singer. Uh, yeah you know what, Uh, speaking of karaoke, on Saturday, was it Saturday? I don't know. I lose track of the days. Setting up for a gig and there was an opening act of an Elvis impersonator at four o'clock in the afternoon in a pretty much empty club. I was so fucking sad. It wasn't really karaoke. This guy was, it was a gig and he went all out with the Elvis impersonator shit, like he he dressed up complete costume, makeup, hair, wig, all that stuff, as Elvis, and he's singing along to tracks, not a band, tracks on his phone, backing tracks, like karaoke, but it was a performance. And I just thought, man, first of all, the tribute stuff started with Elvis. The tribute band stuff started with Elvis impersonators. The first guy who did it was probably pretty cool. Wow, what a cool thing. A guy who's uh, who's doing Elvis to the T, makeup, wig, whatever, all the uniform there, karate-based, <laughs> 70s disco, um, sequin-covered, Elvis suit. <laughs> that was probably pretty cool. The first guy who did it. But now that there's been 2 billion of them, it's just so old, hack, nonsense. So to go at, to go through all that trouble, my heart was breaking for the guy. He didn't seem to be uncomfortable at all about it. That he was just doing a repeat of what 2 billion other guys have done since 1977 when Elvis died. Uh, just out there doing somebody else's music, almost to a T, dressing as them, trying to become them for nobody at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, for for the other band that's coming in to set up for the evening. Ouch. Ouch. Shoot me down. If that's my next gig, I don't want to get through the day, honestly. And I know Jake uh, White would probably tell me I should be in therapy for saying that, but that's the truth. Who the hell, what kind of existence is that? You're not being creative. Again, the first guy who did it was being creative. At this point, you're going by formula. You're you're going by a Betty Crocker recipe to make a cake. You're not baking a cake of your own. You're not doing anything creative of your own. You're doing it for your own ego to convince yourself, I could do Elvis to a room full of empties empty chairs oh my god that's the saddest experience i've ever (laughs) seen in in a uh, performance uh space ever in my life i'm getting all stuffed up anyway uh so one of my favorite lines from the song uh sin dies but elvis still lives (laughs) here uh what is crowd of zero to 70 is the sweet spot zero. I don't know (laughs) zero. No, you know, when you play for nobody, what's the point? Again, I don't have to leave home. If I'm playing for zero, I could play for zero right here. And I often do. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So uh, last night I was going through some, because I'm, I'm, Experimenting with shorts now on, uh, excuse me, on YouTube and Instagram, Uh, because this is the trend. People have, our attention span has gotten down to 60 seconds or less. And this is definitely apparent in social media with the platforms encouraging people to create content. That is 60 seconds or less. Reels, they call real. Now, this is what's weird. On Instagram, a reel needs to be longer than 60 seconds. On Facebook, which is the same company, a reel needs to be shorter than 50 seconds, 60 seconds, which is very weird. The same company has contrasting rules, completely contradictory rules for the same thing. Uh, so uh, Facebook wants it shorter than 60 seconds instagram wants it longer than 60 seconds and if you so you can't upload the same thing to a reel to both platforms at the same time now youtube doesn't give you a time limit but they or they don't state the time limit but they give you some guidelines on keeping what a short is under i think six minutes um and then there's other tiktok all that kind of stuff tiktok is expanding their time limit but they are encouraging this whole idea of very short reels very short pieces of content and people will watch as many of them and most of them are meaningless vapid empty with no redeeming value whatsoever um it's a difficult thing for me to especially somebody from my generation to wrap their head around. Um. The benefit, the and I know people get hooked on them. And more, the trend now, because I'm studying this stuff, is to just do whatever you can to get people to watch over and over. So people will, and I, I experimented with one of these the other day. I got 1,400 views on it in a matter of hours, a couple of hours. It was nothing. I just taped my front lawn with my phone show the front lawn and put a badge on. I can't believe this happened and nothing happens. And so it gets to the end of the minute. And people are like, I didn't miss it. I must've missed it. And so they watch it again. And, I, I, I'm not seeing it. I can't believe this happened. What happened? And so that's the idea. And there's millions of these now people. I can't believe it happened and nothing happens. And nobody ever figures out that they're wasting precious moments of their life. Just watching these reels over and over and over again and most of them some of them are cute some of them are creative but for the most part i mean how much can you do in 60 seconds anyway that really has any value to it for the most part they're just empty waste of time and they get you hooked I listen to my voice <laughs> anyway Well, I don't know how I get started on all this stuff. Um, So I guess the bottom line here is this might be my last 8 o'clock show. I might be going back to the original 9 o'clock, and then we will start booking some guests again. I have not booked any guests. I haven't put any uh, – I'm sorry. I I got distracted by my email. I haven't put any effort into booking any guests because – eight o'clock in the morning first of all i'm not going to get any comedians anywhere other than the east coast at eight o'clock in the morning and even even then comedians don't like getting up early to do this kind of thing uh so i'm not nobody on the west coast this is uh 5 a.m start on the west coast where quite frankly all the real good comedians are west of here whether it's an hour west or three hours west uh I'm gonna I need to blow my nose and get out of here. I'm gonna play a song and I'll be right back. I hope you'll you'll hang with me till I get back. Uh but I need to need to take care of business over here. Uh I'll take a short one. Give me a short one. Uh see now this is always this is always difficult for me. Picking a very short song. Uh that's a long song That's a long song it's a, a short song Would you open up my eyes Would you show me the truth Or would you leave me in the dark We were young and we were fools Facing all our youth and learning who we are. Yesterday was meant to be in May. Here, anyway i was evangeline that uh, was a fun song for me to uh re- record write and record because it was one of those ones that happened very quickly uh all written and recorded all in one night um just a, a fun song to play for some reason i know it, it doesn't sound like a, oh that would doesn't ooze fun the song but it was a fun song to play and record anyway um One of the things that got me interested in news articles, uh, people in Arizona, five people, the headline was five people trapped 200 feet underground in the Grand Canyon. Uh, It's an interesting story. Um, And, like, I did not realize that you could take underground excursions, you uh, you know, just climbing down the canyon enough Think I would think that would be interesting enough, but five tourists, apparently, two hundred feet underground, stuck there. And wow, I'm like, wow, that's got to be awful—be stranded underground two hundred feet. Then I read into the article, and now it's confusing. There's a restaurant down there. There's a motel down there. A motel that—that that to me is not. um a stressful thing. There's a motel and a restaurant down there. <laughs> you think of people trapped underground. You don't think of a cozy bed in a motel, cable TV, <laughs> whatever they got in there, and a restaurant. Uh, all I need is a bag of weed. I mean, you got five people, there, and this is where it gets awkward because to me, what what the news or the media seems to be portraying as a stressful situation could be in fact an orgy five people isolated underground with an entire motel to themselves and a restaurant to themselves and i'm assuming the restaurant bar to themselves i'm thinking it's two couples and their extra friend now could be the two couples are just fucking like bunnies in the motel, which would be you know how I would spend my time, getting high and getting drunk. It's fucking like bunnies. Uh, and the extra guy, <laughs> probably just or extra girl, but I think it's probably an extra guy. That's always the way it is. He's probably just beating off like a fucking... Uh, <laughs> you would think, unless they're more modern and more hip than the mind dog is and they are including their extra extra friend the the tag along single buddy is now involved. Maybe they're having a five way. I was thinking possibly in, in with one of the couples in a three way. And I'm just assuming they're couples down there. I mean five people. What do you think? You think it's five guys? If it's five guys it's just like a, a circle jerk. That's what that's what's going on down there right now. Uh but apparently the elevator is broke, and I'm thinking, doesn't anybody have a elevator break? Didn't anybody come up with a contingency plan like stairs in case the elevator breaks? It's a, the whole fucking thing. The, you know, painting it as stranded on the ground um, when they're in fact comfortable is is kind of a you know what there's nothing to be worried about I, and or we don't know how long it's going to take to fix the elevator as long as, long as i got enough weed take your fucking time i got a motel i got a restaurant i got a restaurant bar and no assholes down here to bother me um i don't know it's just it's a funny story to me at least one worth commenting on um so it's It's that. I'd love to know your thoughts on that if you want to talk about it and and, and get familiar with that story. The other thing is a story in the news is the Adidas thing uh, with Kanye. Kanye Kanye is openly anti-Semitic and being embraced by the right wing in in America. It's like we forgot everything about uh, the lessons of World War II. Speaking of lessons of Vietnam, the lessons of World War II seem to be a completely forgotten but he uh, went on lex friedman friedman uh podcast and lex is a jew who was raised in the soviet union he knows a little bit about the holocaust and kanye's denying the holocaust to his face now lex if you know anything about lex Black belt in jiu-jitsu, wrestler, uh, strong guy, very smart guy. Better man than me, I can tell you that. Because Kanye was forcibly denying the Holocaust exists and tried to compare that to claiming that black people are are the victims of genocide in America because uh, uh, black women are voluntarily having abortions at a a too higher rate for Kanye, which makes absolutely no sense. There is a big difference between forcing adult and children, uh, grown uh, actual people, into an oven to be incinerated than a woman deciding to abort her own child. There's a big difference there. Being forced by the government to be eliminated, or a mother making the decision to have an abortion. There's a big difference there. But Kanye is insisting that the Holocaust is still going on because black people are the victims of abortion, victims of abortion. That they are, you know, forgetting the fact that they are choosing to have abortions on their own. Nobody's making them do. Uh, so Adidas did finally uh cut ties with uh with Kanye this morning. it's in the news here uh what was it? They finally cut but it took a long time. Why did it take so long? and here's the the bottom line to all this. It took so long because the actual comments. The actual anti Semitism stuff that he's been saying doesn't really matter to Adidas. All they care about is the reaction. The reaction got strong enough that boycotts. Oh, man, these frigging allergies. And now I got a three legged cat bothering me. Um, <laughs> the, the possibility that they could lose business over it is what really affected their decision. So now they're going to play, try to play it up like they did the right thing. They should, The minute he should, made those comments, it should have been like... But shutting him up, censoring him, isn't going to make it go away. Uh, I think, and totally against censorship, I think he should be encouraged to talk. Encouraged to expose himself and the people who follow him. Now, what what makes me laugh is... Um, and what uh, the revenge I would suggest is every Jewish guy should be lining up to fuck Kim Kardashian. Pete uh, Davidson's uh, not Jewish, but his father was of Jewish heritage. I would be pointing that out. Yeah, you you know what? Your old lady prefers Jew dick. (laughs) But I would encourage every Jew guy who has a shot to line up at fucking Kim Kardashian and and then publicly let Kanye know about it. Yeah, gave us some Jude. dick because that's his uh, that's his Achilles heel. That's what drives him fucking nuts. Uh, but in the, <laughs> I'm being a little silly there, but uh, actually silly, but in some way serious. He, in the conversation with Lex, he's trying to frame it as though he was fucked over by Jews in the record industry. Now, there's a couple of things here. And Lex, as I said, is a better man than I am because he did not lose his temper being somebody who has personal experience with victims of the Holocaust. Not getting, not losing his temper, better man than I am. Uh But he wasn't cognizant enough, he wasn't cool enough to think about the argument that he was making. So Kanye saying because, and even if he's accurate about this, and I don't think he's accurate about this, that he got fucked over by a person who was Jewish in the record industry. Or well, he said, Jews, all of them uh that's the argument there is if a black person commits a crime are all black people now uh criminals because one black person committed that crime this is the same analogy that he's making because he felt like he was he was uh treated unjustly by some jews a couple of jews who Oh, happen to own a record company I guess that he was on or be managers of it that all truths are responsible for that that's his position and he doesn't see the absurdity of that because again the argument that Lex should have been making is they, the one I just made is so if a black person commits a crime are all black people accountable for that crime or is it just the individual the actual one black person who did it of course. It's it's, it's the individual thing. He could not get that. He didn't have the wherewithal to make that argument. He started going into some rant about uh, Martin Luther King and I Have a Dream and all that stuff. The fact of Kanye, first of all, he was not fucked over by any record company. And the record music business is not, contrary to uh, Kanye's belief, is not Jewish. Uh, Barry Gordy black man on Motown Records. Kind of fucked over some people. That's why they went to Epic Records. Not a Jewish record label. Or A&M Records. Janet Jackson on AM, Owned by Herb Albert. Uh, a Latino guy. Not a Jewish company. The record industry is not run by... The music industry is not run by Jews. Spotify, public company they have Jewish people, they have uh, Christian people, they have um, secular people, people who are just not any religion at all, any race at all. Uh, so the, the, his contention that the record company Jews fucked him over, it's just silly. And they fucked him up. They made him a billionaire with no talent. Oh, they fucked me over. How did they fuck you over? You didn't manage your own money. You went broke, earning $50 million a year, went broke, and it's their fault? How about all the black people who are very successful in the music industry who are not complaining about getting fucked over at all? Listen, I understand Spotify... And the music industry has always been about profit for the company, not the artist. But if they were fucking over black people, they were fucking over white people, they were fucking over brown people, they were fucking over Asian people. If you you count being more concerned about the company's profit than the artist, they fuck over everybody equally. Everybody gets the same deals they all get to say and they all get fucking massively rich. Massively rich and complain that they were fucked over. Get massively rich doing the thing that you love. Performing music. Getting these gigantic mansions showing off on MTV cribs and all of that, you know, and driving these cars that are worth more than the average person's entire life savings. My entire net worth is far less than the car he drives. And he's complaining about how he got fucked over, or uh, treated badly. Give me a fucking break. Um, so, you know, all these people, and, and nobody is really coming back to con- at Kanye with anything that makes sense. He's just uh, kind of spouting off his stuff, and people don't come back with the actual straight-up arguments about his case. Um, Yes, there are Jewish people in every business, uh, including the music business. Um, But it's not completely dominated by Jewish people, as I mentioned. And most of the record companies that inspired me were black-owned record companies, uh, not Jewish-owned record companies. Or A&M. I I bring up A&M because I was working for them as a subsidiary uh, in the early 90s when Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation was the biggest selling album in the world. We were just reproducing that. Oh, my God. So many copies of that thing. Now, Herb Albert, Albert and Morris, uh, not Jews. Own that record company, and Janet—you never heard Janet Jackson once complaining about how record companies were ripping her off because she was black. Because they weren't—they <laughs> Michael Jackson bought Neverland. He's a as much as he wasn't black, he was black. He was a black man. He never complained that the Jews were fucking him over because he was black. Kanye is the only artist out there. And there have been bad deals. Don't get me wrong, but there have been bad deals for white guys, black guys, anybody who who signs a deal with a record company is subject to the same accountability for making a good deal for yourself, signing good contracts, and if you don't, whose fault is it? The guy who, who offered you the contract or you for signing that contract without getting a good lawyer, without looking it over, without you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's? Who's responsible? Them? I don't know. So I'm not obviously I've never been a, a big Kanye fan, but for a guy who, who became a billionaire With absolutely no talent, talking about the industry that gave it, what would he be? Ask yourself that. What would he be without the music industry? (laughs) What would Kanye. So, yeah, I would be saying, instead of saying, oh, they fucked me over, I'd be saying, thank God. (laughs) Thank God for all I have. And, And I, you know, I don't mean that in a religious sense. Just. Wow, I have a fucking amazing life. I have a life where I can say whatever I want. I get deals from fucking clothing companies, shoe companies, and all these things just for being me. And I have no fucking talent to begin with. He can't sing, he can't dance, he rhymes words poorly. Uh, and I don't want to beat on hip hop and say that that hip hop is a talentless art. I don't think that that's the case, but he's the producers behind his music, the guys who wrote the beats, the guys who performed all that stuff, they were the creative geniuses behind all that. All he did, all he did was a personality. He can't sing, he can't dance. He took credit for a team of people producing music that was in demand. I won't say it was great because i don't like any of it i really don't and i'm not i do i do like some hip-hop music i am i do have some hip-hop music that i'm very uh very much a fan of but his not no but uh, whether i like it or not that's not the point the point that it was very successful and he had so little to do with that success he was just the guy they put out in front. He's a puppet. And he became very rich, and then he's complaining about it. So whatever happens to him, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, downfall. I, I, but again, I think the best revenge in all of this, and, you know, revenge is probably a bad word, because revenge, revenge is a really bad um, thing to aspire to you know revenge alone doesn't help you but it would be funny it would be something that would amuse me is if just a line of jewish guys ended up fucking kim kardashian and making it public yep i gave it to jew dick hey kanye one more jew dick to your old lady because again you know where his weak spot is uh he he exposed that he showed what a fragile person he is when Pete Davidson started fucking his old lady. Uh and how he couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. So, you know what the more, more of it more that the more the merrier. Let's um uh, line up all of uh the Jews in New York to fucking take turns on Kim Kardashian. We should have one big Jew gangbang. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Now she came out on Twitter Saying she supports Jewish people and all this stuff. Well, She was married to... It, this didn't start yesterday with Kanye, by the way. He has been an anti-Semite his entire life and has been saying these things his entire life. She was married to him for five years and more on five years, ten years, whatever, uh, and put up with all that stuff. So for her to come out now and say she stands with the Jewish people, listen, well, you knew you, who you were fucking living with. You're not going to act like, oh, this is something that caught you by surprise? Fuck you. Uh, Let's be honest here. You were were complicit (laughs) in the whole I hate Jews uh, mentality of Kanye, and you supported it. And you were happy to be out seen with him, and be with him, and make your relationship with him very public while he was doing this anti-Semitic stuff. So now that he's Being called out on it, you want to kind of distance yourself from because you 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 know separated. What a that's fucking bullshit. And you gotta call bullshit when when you when you see bullshit, you gotta call bullshit. So Kim Kardashian has always been a very fake person. I never follow them, but the fact that you know they live for People Magazine and you know she comes from her her. Ticket to fame was that her father was best friends with a guy who fucking cut his head, or wife's head off. That's her ticket to fame. Don't celebrate Kim Kardashian. So celebrate Kim Kardashian if she lines up to fuck, have gangbangs with, with Jewish guys. That's what we should encourage her to do. In fact, I'm going to start that campaign. I'm going to start a uh, change.org petition for Kim Kardashian to fuck as many Jewish guys publicly as you possibly can i gotta run to the studio this could be my last day at the studio and maybe tomorrow i'll be back regular time i don't know uh but hopefully i will not trigger this algae stuff in the morning again stay away from the heat but it's been cold and dreary you know what been rainy and cold, and it's not even that cold, but the the rain makes it feel colder than it is here. But it, the weather has just not been good, so I've been putting the heat on, and the heat triggers my uh, allergies. So I apologize for all that stuff. Uh, Kevin will be off with bed rest tomorrow. Uh, I thought you've been off with bed rest for about a week, actually. Well, thanks for being here. That's all I could say. I love. Love talking to you guys. Love talking with you guys. Love hearing what your comments are. Uh Becky had a lot to say here. And I, I'm just gonna just go down some of this stuff before I say uh um, where do I start off? Because she thought last uh one of my favorite lines from a song Oh no, we we read that one. Uh I think he's trying to get his contract canceled, read that one. That was the Adidas thing. He got that canceled. Uh was kinda nuts too. Yes, he's very nuts. But he does he's articulate enough to to mask that insanity to some people. Don't they have to pay him to get out of those type of business? I don't think so. I think they just cancel it. But it took long enough for them to cancel it. Uh, you're right about that one. I don't know what whatever uh, one I was right about. He, he He's a mimic once you listen to him for more than five minutes. It's obvious. I haven't seen a whole uh, Lex interview, though. Uh, you don't have to watch the whole ent- uh, Lex interview. There are short clips of Just the, when they address the Holocaust stuff, I think that's a six-minute clip. Uh, Me I like two of his songs. And then Kevin with I'll Be a bit. Well, thanks for stopping by. Have a a good day. I'm going to go to the studio. Um, Tonight, I have a cop on. New York City cop who is turned author. And uh, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I... I always say cops suck until you need one. When you need a cop, they they're angels and all. I support the cops 100% when I need them. But when I'm getting pulled over or or <laughs> when I'm uh, at a roadblock checking for seatbelts or any of that kind of stuff, not a big fan of cops. When a, when a cop shoots somebody who doesn't deserve to be shot, not a fan of cops. But again, when i need a cop when you gotta call a cop you love a cop (laughs) same thing with lawyers lawyers suck until you need one that's my story and i'm sticking to it that's the show for today as if it was a show it wasn't really a show it was me just blabbing about shit anyway i'll see you tomorrow have a great day bye for now